Hello everyone and thanks for joining us for episode 4 of the LT Motorsport podcast. Um, today I'm joined by Ollie, Jack and Jordan. Um, we're going to be rounding up the weekend's activities in motorsport. So we've got a lot to talk about, so let's just press on. Okay, so here we are, um, Monday evening. We're now going to be discussing, uh, obviously, the weekend's events. Um, got quite a bit to talk about tonight, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I think we're going to lead with uh, MotoGP this time. So, yeah. Someone want to give us a little rundown of what what we're... Should we just talk about the start for the majority of this? Because that was, that was the bit that was a bit mental. Yeah, it was. So, I, I, I actually missed the start. So, <laughs> I'm I can, not... A, yeah. I can inform about it. So, basically... Yeah, tell us all. <laughs> it as simple as I can, it was a fairly damp track but with a dry patch and only one rider went with slicks and that was pole sitter jack miller which he which the only way he got pole yesterday is because he went on a fairly damp track and got slick so he wanted to do it again and every other rider all 22 other riders went back into the uh pits to change because they realized that jack made the right thing and they had two bikes in motor gp one for a dry uh, for dry tyres and dry setup, one for wet. And they all came out on the wet bikes apart from Miller. But because of all this chaos, the race stewards deemed it uh, unsafe. And uh, there's obviously controversy why, but I think they weren't happy that you would have had 22 bikes charging at a pit lane as far, you know, on a fairly damp track, especially the pit lane exit, because obviously it doesn't get used as much as the racing line. So then what they did was they gave Jack Miller a 50-yard head start. So they gave him a five-row head start ahead of everyone else. But it was pretty pointless because by the end of lap one, Mark Marquez caught him. Uh, and he had his troubles off the start as well because he stalled his bike, sort of pushed it forward, got it going and moved it back and shuffled backwards. <laughs> it was pretty mental. But... Um, yeah, it was a chaotic race, and people, Jack Miller and Pramac, are annoyed because they made the right choice. And if they started the race and everyone else was on their wet tires or started in pit lane, you would have obviously had a massive advantage, and rightly so, for picking the right time and being brave. Yeah, so it seems a bit funny to get penalised, or not to be penalised, but for you to kind of lose your advantage over. Yeah, handicap the right choice. Yeah. I feel like Jack should have been allowed to uh, jump the start, then they would have turned the lights on, and then once he got past the um, uh, uh, once he got past the pit exit, then the lights would have gone out for. Yeah, the problem the is there are no rules. There, there's no rule on what you what you just said about yeah. this. But there are no rules about fifty yard head. You know, a five row head start. It looked pretty mental. Yeah. And That's actually what I was going to ask. How did they work out that Jack Miller could start 50 yards ahead of yeah, the rest of the field? I don't know. Apparently there's nothing in the rule books that says that at all. And well, it's sort of like they're just making the rules up. So yeah, this is what I thought when I kind of saw about that over the weekend. But then I was reading earlier on and they were saying that they gave everyone apart from him 12 grid penalties. So that's yeah, how so they worked it out. They put yeah. them down a couple of uh, four or five rows. Yeah. But the problem the problem is with that as well is that because Jack Miller is uh, for, bearing in mind that he was out on the starting grid of his tires so whereas everyone else was in pit lane so their tires were in a warmer uh, right. and B he's the first one to go round the first lap in those conditions. So it's realistically he's got one of the toughest tasks because he's the first one going into that corner so there's any grip if you lose grip and you know you lose the front and that's your race over yeah it it was it was quite in uh, it, it was quite insane just just the entire start complete uh, completely i found it i found the whole mark stalling on the grid because because i missed that bit initially <laughs> uh when they showed it in the replays i watched it and i, I was in stitches i just could not believe so forward backwards sideways yeah. try yeah. to shuffle it back in and you had all the riders around them putting their arms up because their tires are just getting colder at the minute weren't they yeah everything was just so everything was just so mental uh 
in in that race. Yeah. At least he had a quiet race after. Not. <laughs> it was, he had a very, very, very eventful race, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Mark got a dry. Mark, Mark got a ride through for doing that, and then. Um, passed a lace, uh, Spargo unfairly, had to drop a position, and yeah. then tried to do dub the same move on Mr. Motor GP, Valentino Rossi, and yeah. put him out onto the grass and had, because it's obviously it's damp, that he had no chance of saving it and uh, ruined his race, yeah. uh, both their races, because he Marcus yeah. got a 30 second penalty after that. And, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. Oh, yeah, 100%. But also the controversy i don't want to go too much into it but aaron canick yeah another rider yeah and he I, got nothing yeah and that's another I, thing of the stewards then are they not making up the rules but they're being a bit too fair because that canic one looked much more blatant than the rossi one yeah um it's that consistency lacking yeah and usually motor gp get their decisions Spot on, usually, but they've had. A, I think they've had a bit of a stinker this weekend. Yeah, uh, I, I do hope that they will actually review that Canet incident better, but I doubt that they will, because no. he does he does deserve a penalty. I for... thought he was going to get a race ban. I yeah, really I thought... thought I thought he'd be disqualified from Argentina. Yeah, but uh, he got but... and he came second in the Motor Three. Well, yeah, he Mark came second. Came mean, yeah. So, so he came up uh, really lightly there. Well, I I'll, I'll be honest. I think we've done a very good job about talking about MotoGP without actually mentioning any of the top four guys. <laughs> we haven't, so, have we? <laughs> haven't so so yeah, just yeah, just to just to um just to like move everything aside and just focus on who won the race. Uh, Cal Crutchlow actually won the race with Johan Zarco and Alex, Alex Rins. Rins. On the podium, they they were challenging him right up to the end. Jack Miller was still there or thereabout for the majority of the race, but then he, he made a mistake at the last the corner, didn't he? And that just yes. lost all tired, yeah, didn't he, it? Yeah, and then he he, he just, just fell into the, yeah. But it I it was great to see four people who I would who I I would consider all of them underdogs. I know that Cal's been very good in in the past, and he's won yeah. he's yeah. won two races prior to this one, but. I would still consider them all as underdogs, and just seeing them all fight at the front was fantastic. Whilst whilst Rossi and Lorenzo were, well, three of them were like Lorenzo, teams, weren't they? Yeah, three Lorenzo. Two... Did he even start the last lap? Was was he lapped? I can't remember. I'm not but... Sure, but I remember that. Well, Marquez. I remember when he had his ride through on lap three. I want to say, and he. I think he was still ahead of Lorenzo or something after three laps because Marquez should have easily won that race. Yes, he kept his head cool. Even that ride through, yeah, he probably certainly could have got close to Miller and maybe had, contested. But had he... had he not done what he did on the grid and started from pit lane, if he started from pit lane, he would have won it. I yeah. still think he yeah, would have because... he would have won the race uh, by a solid maybe ten seconds or something. Yeah. He he he's just, he was just that that quick in the race and championship wise he he was definitely before the rossi incident he was on course to easily overtake davizioso and he did yeah. even with the rossi incident because he came fifth over the line beat vinales as well on the last yeah lap, but... and then after the checkered flag it was announced that i think yeah. it was on the warming down lap but um yeah warming down lap it was when he got he had a 30 second yeah and finished but... p18 yeah, and I think this would have been a weekend where Marquez should have should have completely gone into leading the championship by a country mile. He got it wrong yeah. in qualifying as well, didn't he? It's just seems yeah. to unravel a little he, bit. I, I believe he led every single session this weekend up yeah. until up, up until Q two. Yeah, and then from there on out, he just just kept on making Silly mistakes. Errors. Yeah, but. The, this might be one of these races that at the end of the year we might be coming back to thinking this is where it went wrong. This, yeah, because I say this, this is why so and so's champion and Marquez missed out. Well, last year when we we're looking back at the championship, this was the race where Davizioso got taken out by Alicia Stargrove. Yeah. And also, and also next time out in um, Austin, he was taken out by Pedroza into turn one. Yeah, I think. yeah, it was Pedroza. And you sit there and you think that was if he didn't have those, he would have won the championship. And if Marquez, I still think he's 
um, my he's definitely my favourite for the title. But oh yeah, just uh, got to keep his head cool because if he just had a cool race, he would have easily won it. Just didn't you know? Didn't stall it, and he didn't roof. You know, it was more the fact that he overtook his people into the last corner. If he was just careful, he would have overtaken them into turn one or along the batch straight into turn four. Yeah. Um, one thing one thing that I was a bit well, I it, it wasn't as rough as what he did to um as what Marcus did to Espargro and Rossi, but Zarco's move on Pedrosa, lots of people calling yeah. him out for that reason. So um I think the problem was it was only the first lap, but certainly yeah. aggressive. I'd say that one it's, it's a tough one because you look at it and if, let's say, we swap the riders round, Marquez took out Pedrosa. I know it'd be bad for Repsol Honda, but if that was Valentino Rossi that fell up, that got taken out by Zarco, would there have been a massive uproar about it? I think there might have been, but not as much as the Marquez-Rossi one because obviously yeah. they have history with, with Malaysia a Malaysia. couple of years ago. But that's what people are saying. If Rossi's getting absolutely livid at Marquez... You know, he did it the same to him a couple, couple of years ago. Yeah. Right, I think we've rambled on about MotoGP for long <laughs> enough. Uh, I, th- I think we filled up the MotoGP section well. So, uh, so what yeah, do do? Jay, take over. <laughs> Just obviously after the, the controversy and stuff, what, so what does that do for the championship at the moment? Calcutt's Cal- Cal- leading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I'm okay. S- but which is which? Since I can't remember the last time a satellite I uh, bike. I, oh, I know the last time a Brit led the title was Venezuela, nineteen seventy nine, by Barry Sheen. I think they said. Wow, <laughs> that is a very <laughs> long incredible. time ago. Yeah, that is great. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm not sure about the last time that a satellite bike led the championship though, because because I know that in previous years Cal as Cal has won on a satellite bike. Jack Miller's yeah. won on a satellite bike. But I I don't remember the last time. <laughs> I've only been following MotoGP since 2010. So, but I don't remember any time when a satellite bike has led. Certainly stands out, doesn't it? Yes. We are in for a good year, I think. <laughs> if it continues like this, it's going to be mental. Yeah, but realistically, you've got Andrea De Vizio, you Realistically, the people are saying it's going to be between Andrea Davizioso and Mark Marquez. And Davizioso is ahead of Marquez in the standings because obviously Marquez is for a race, I think we can say. Yeah. <laughs> but he's good at uh, next round in uh, Texas is another Honda track. And I think he's topped every single session that he's ever done around that track. Yeah, including, track yeah. Yeah. including the 2013 testing that they yeah. did at Cota. But, so. yeah. but yeah, tracks like... Uh, the Argentina, you've got uh, Austin and also Saxon wings are really yeah. good. They're certainly tracks. That Marquez Marcus has been unbeatable there storms. since 20, 2009, 2010, something around there. 2010, yeah. but yeah. But yeah. He's certainly favourite for uh, Austin, along with maybe yeah. Petrosa. And that happens in two weeks' time, I think. Yeah. Or who, who maybe Cal. Yeah, fairly yeah. strong race in Qatar and the... Uh, Certainly, has because I was uh, watching uh, watching it, and I think uh, Keith Young was saying it at the same time that Cal just looked comfortable keeping his tyres in good nick, and it was a really good win. I thought I knew, yeah. I thought I thought straight away I thought Cal was going to win it. I think I think a lot of people at home did as well. Yeah. Be fair, that satellite Honda looks pretty good this year from Cal Crutchlow, so hopefully yeah. he can carry it on. Well, I think some people he's had are a saying good start to the year. Some people are saying it's very fairly close to a factory Honda bike, and he's also been linked with the uh, factory Honda. Yeah, Danny Pedrosa might not be there next year. So. Yeah, there's been rumours of Zarco, been rumours of Crutchlow. Yeah. Uh, can't think of any. I'd quite like to see, head. and I know this sounds a bit weird, but Alicia Spargo up on up on. Hey, the he's so underrated. Had he another, is, he, had he is very weekend. underrated. Obviously yeah. got hit by Marquez, but. Reading was ahead of him, wasn't he? Reading got some points. Alasius Bargrave is yet to score a point this year, I think. So. Yeah, because he ran out of fuel in Austin, but uh, yeah. Qatar, sorry, but uh, yeah, pretty. That'd be a nice, nice one. Right. So yeah, I think that's pretty much 
summed uh, up everything with uh, a MotoGP. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's um, go on to some slightly worse racing. Yeah. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. Yeah. Well, from <laughs> two wheels to four. Um, let's talk Bahrain. Uh, start. Let's start. I think we can spend a bit of time on this because it was a bit of a. The whole weekend was a little bit up and down. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, let, all right. Let's forget practice. Let's go requalifying. Yeah. So, qualifying. Uh, kind of what we expected in um, some respects. Yeah, well, I was, I was sitting there. Q1, I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Q2, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was sitting there, Q3, I was like, because we said the same in Australia, and all yep. of a sudden, this Mercedes parting mode in inverted commas yeah. um, seems to have, I assume every team has a party mode, but it certainly didn't seem as effective in Bahrain, obviously, because uh, Ferrari locked out the front row. Yeah, so... And interestingly, Bottas was ahead of Lewis, which meant yeah. that he had to start P9. Yeah, so obviously there's... One of the things I was kind of considering is uh, this... I don't know if they've done it at Australia as well. Um, I don't know if there's even the capacity to do it at Australia, but they've extended the, the DRS zones at Bahrain. Yeah. So obviously in qualifying, you've got access to those without a car in front of you. Now we've seen from Australia that the Ferrari was actually a little bit quicker than the Mercedes in a straight line. In a straight line, yeah. So perhaps they were gaining a bit of time there on that extended Yeah, I think they said that Mercedes, their main struggle was rear tyres. They uh, kept lighting the rear tyres up on exit right. and... Uh, were degrading a bit faster than Ferrari. And uh, interestingly, um, Lewis, for sure, preferred the, the harder compound of tyre because he uh, did a... In Q2, he put a time on the softs, which obviously he was going to start on, but it was only a couple of attempts behind the Ferrari. Yeah. And But then when it came to Q3, he sort of like... Um, well, he was slower than his teammate, for sure, but um, only a tenth ahead of... The Red Bull of Ricardo, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's yeah. a bit of an off weekend, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, looking, I'm looking at the qualifying result because there's there's stuff in there that I kind of didn't remember, but <laughs> because so much had gone on during yeah. the race, I kind of think actually qualifying was a bit crazy as well because, I mean, you've got it's only a couple of attempts separating the top five, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. You're right. I mean, can we just for acknowledge a, for a start, Pierre Gasly qualifying yeah. sixth, yeah, yeah Gasly fifth. What on earth? And he <laughs> and he, he finished in the race. fourth. He finished fourth. I'm yeah. so happy. I mean, he, he, he got that, that on. Okay, let's. The Red Bulls probably would have been there had they finished the race. We'll get yeah. into that. Well, had all then. six. Had all six big teams finished. Uh, had all six of the big team cars finished, he would have finished seventh. Yeah. But, but seventh, he was comfortably ahead of everyone. Still else. respectable. In a yeah. Also, with a Honda engine, he was he was about seventeen seconds in front of a Magnussen in fifth, I think, and he was squabbling around with um Alonso, in, no Holkenberg. Holkenberg, no Holkenberg, and then Alonso was a bit further back. But yeah, Gasly in fourth, that's amazing and deserved driver of the day for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean. So we'll kind of briefly touch it. I don't want to get too much into it, but a lot of people are saying, oh, I bet McLaren are really kicking themselves now. Well, yes, they might be. This is still early days. But yeah. had McLaren had their, the qualifying they should have had, they also might have been a bit further up. Themselves. Yeah, they had a really so, poor quality, but still came both cars in the points there. Yeah. They finished the race. And they I'd like to point out the that... Title. I'd like yeah. to point out that Marcus Ericsson also finished in the points. Yeah, so both amazing let's, drives. Let's, let's don't be, let's let's don't acknowledge their pace as amazing just yet. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you look through the, if you're looking through the results, spoiler alert, the there's <laughs> okay, forget the DNFs, but you look, it's all the wrong way round in in the what's normally you would say is 
the wrist. There's one team which I think I think we're going to talk about any second now, but who've had an absolute stinker of a season is Williams. Oh, where are they? They were legitimate. They were they were the slowest car by you know. We talk about the Salva team here, but the really really tough last year. But yeah, and the tough Australia, really tough Australia, and the Salvas looked quick. Leclerc spun, which meant that he uh, started behind uh, Sergei Sorokin. Mm-hmm. Lance Stroll qualified last. He had some yeah. Stroll's the... Stroll's final qualifying that was obscured yeah, bit, yeah, by yeah, Leclerc by spinning. So spin, yeah. we can't exactly say that the back row of the grid deserved to be at the back. Yeah, we don't really know what they were doing. They were comfortably last though. Leclerc finished twelfth. He had oh yeah, though yes ninth. Every every team apart from Williams has scored a point. Yeah, this season so far. Yeah, and I, I mean that's not, that's not right. That's really not, yeah. not what you should. You know, Bahrain's um, a pretty power-sensitive yeah. track, and that's what the obviously they've got a Mercedes engine bolted, and even Force India, they're looking all right. But compared to last year, you know, those two teams are usually the ones fighting. You know, I remember when they both uh, when uh, Williams got a front-row start last year with Stroll and uh, a podium, obviously. But it's, they're, yeah, I think they're I mean, a really long season. If you take the the Force India and probably what you'd say is like their nearest competitor in my opinion you would say um renault yeah and renault's doing a way better job already yeah hulkenberg looks good yeah i think i saw a stat where hulkenberg has uh he's looking it's a nice fit there i think because it's a obviously a works team and uh they said that it's like i can't remember the exact number it was about 64 Attempts. Nico Hulkenberg's never been eliminated in Q1. He always gets through to Q2. Most, you know, most of the times now he gets through to Q3. And he's got a quick teammate in Carlos Sainz, but he's certainly putting him in his place. Because yeah. at Force India, Perez shone a bit more, didn't he? Yes. Got the podium from Force India, got it. But he's, it now seems a bit more of a comfortable fit now because I think the, the whole team ends though are a really good bunch and it just, Fits Hulkenberg better than Science, but obviously we've got to realise that Science is, has to, you know, this is Hulkenberg's second season. This is realistic. I know he got a couple last year, but it's Science's first season, yeah, and still got a point in yeah. Australian eleventh well, here. Well, yeah, this is Gasly's first season as well. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's... well, it also looked quick, didn't it? The problem was yeah. Brendan Hartley had a, I hey, he had some rotten luck, I think, because he hit a bird in qualifying, which. Ruined his front wing, and then he hit Sergio Perez. Yeah, and then uh, he, got another, he got another penalty. Was it on the formation lap or something like that? Uh, was... Pe- Perez, Perez got the penalty, I think, because Perez overtook Hartley on the formation lap. Yeah, but I think Hartley got a penalty as well with it because I saw Leclerc gain twelfth, gain to twelfth, whilst both those two were demoted down. I think it was something to do that Hartley didn't overtake him, or so. I don't know. I didn't see it, but I thought both of them got penalised. But I'll be honest, I don't I don't understand like well, I understand that you have to stay in the same order behind like safety car and non formation lap and everything. Yeah. But I just don't understand the rules and when someone gets overtaken because I, I, I still I get very confused when I watch um Australia Australia two thousand nine. Oh, I still I get that. I still get very, very confused about what on earth is going on between yeah, Trulli and Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, well, okay. Special mention, I think. Uh, how good was it to see Alonso actually overtaking someone? Lovely. Reason. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, well, admittedly, he sits in the slipstream, he pulls out of the slipstream, and then he hits an absolute wall. But hmm. because he's kind of, you know, he's got the experience and he's good on the brakes, he could get moves done. But when when did he overtake you know. someone? Did I miss that? He overtook Ericsson, I remember. Oh, okay, yeah. That's oh, well, that's hey, just that's, that, that's a given. Take that's it where you can get it, man. He's been yeah. stuck in I mean, the car. I couldn't even I'll, get around the lap. I think you also took Ocon. I'll be honest, he Lewis probably had did overtake Ericsson last year. Yeah, and, probably. Out yeah. one point. So. Yeah, but it's just nice to see like drivers like that and teams like that who are actually able to. Okay, if someone's yeah, coming to overtake the them, they can actually defend for more than two corners. 
my 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 favorite thing about the McLaren is um uh is that a lot of McLaren fans before the race were going well it was nice while it lasted with with Fernando fifth and Stoffel ninth in the championship they moved up P- post Bahrain I know Stoffel's dropped down to eleventh but Fernando's fourth fourth in the <laughs> drivers <laughs> so crazy. yeah for yeah Fernando is ahead of uh Raikkonen. Uh, and both and both Red Bulls. He's only behind and, the um, two Mercs and Vettel. And McLaren a third in the championship. So um, <laughs> I'm not being funny. They only got what was it ninth in the stand or what was it? What did they get last? They year? Ca- uh, they came ninth. Yeah, um, they got ninth. And you you see how obviously that's a massive hinder to their budget for this season's car. I think if they come obviously legitimately, they're not going to come third. But let's say fifth or maybe even fourth, best of the rest, if they improve, that means that for next year, or for when the new rules come in 2021, they've got a, they might have a really nice package for sure. Yeah, and the other thing which I've kind of been looking into over the, well, I suppose, you know, over the last couple of years or so, is all the sponsors that they hemorrhaged. And then, you know, you look at our, blank their car is now yeah, yeah all their yeah. sponsors are yeah. at mercedes they're at red bull they're blah 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 they're everywhere else <laughs> they've just yeah. got like a plain car i'm i'm gonna call it now they're gonna pull a lot more sponsors in after this year yeah but yeah, not yeah but i don't think it will be enough to fill up the car i think there will there, there won't be a, i don't think mclaren will have a title sponsor again because that was just Ron Dennis wanting title sponsors or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I, that Brown is... seems a bit more comfortable about it. He's a yeah. businessman. He knows probably what he's doing. And I mean, uh, there was a rumor. There was yeah. a rumor at some point that GoDaddy were going to be, be sponsoring. Yeah, him. I saw I that. Haven't, I haven't yeah. seen that since. Yeah. And so... we've got Martini leaving Williams, dot, dot, dot. I don't know, obviously, <laughs> what they want to do. But... Yeah. Well, McLaren are sponsored by Johnny Walker, aren't they? Uh, I think, yeah, one of the smaller sponsors, yeah. Are they still? Yeah. Did they? Oh, okay. I don't know if they quit. Oh, no, aren't they sponsored by that? Uh, hang on. Do you know, I'm gonna, just going to go onto the McLaren website quickly. sponsored by that Chandon. Chandon. Oh, yeah, the Champagne uh, or yeah. sparkling wine, whatever it is. Oh, actually, yeah, fair enough. Then. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's still conflict, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> unless, yeah. unless it happens to be owned by the same people or something, which it usually works mm-hmm. out like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting one because we know that Martini is going to leave. Yeah, uh, Williams. Which I don't know. Okay, Claire Williams. Yes, it's a dad's company, a dad's team. Mm. I don't know if if this performance carries on. I, I think it's possible that we might see a change of team, team principal. I do. Because I, I personally think that, first of all, they are still... Stand by us. I think lots of F1 fans will stand by it. They've got the wrong driver in their car. Yep. Their yeah. third driver yep. should certainly be in, the, in number two car. No, 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 no. NASA. NASA should be there. <laughs> yeah, there's so many drivers. NASA, Kvyat was rumoured, and I still think yeah. they're all far. I know it's tough for Sorokin because, yeah. you know, obviously. I don't, I don't, and I don't get the Kubitz hype. I mean, like, Schumacher came back and was very mediocre. So, mm. It was more the fact because pre-season testing it was faster than, but then they both said, you know, the team was saying, oh, you don't know our fuel loads. But then there's yeah. part of them starting. Kubitz was fastest on the best day. That day yeah. had the best conditions. So we can't really read yeah. that much into it. because I just think they've said that. And I think because this was Paddy Lowe's first, you know, real car for Williams, he could properly design in that. And it's, because I was excited because obviously he was the one that designed the uh, the all conquering 2014 Mercedes, which is the only reason why they're up there with now. with help from Ross Braun. Yeah, yeah, obviously, he, yeah. Ross Braun takes a massive credit into that. But in, well, Andy into Lowe into the massive... entire five years that that Mercedes have been up there. I mean, yeah, for sure, Ross Braun's one of the only yeah. reasons why they're there. But Paddy Lowe takes a massive responsibility in that as well, and I thought. Williams going to be pretty good this year and maybe they're young I thought Stroll might have had a really good year because obviously he got that podium Baku last year, got a few more points finishes and 
had the great great mentor in Felipe Massa for his rookie season. I thought he's going to do quite well here, but unless they have a massive Barcelona, you know, where they bring in a aero developments because that's clearly where the car's lacking. I think it's front grip and that is pretty poor with Williams because obviously they've got the grunt in the uh, yeah in the Mercedes engine, but the whole chassis and the whole package just doesn't seem to be working. They will score points this year, for sure. I, I'm thinking, uh, but however, I think that they will be fighting for eighth, eighth at best this year. Yeah. I, can't, I can't see them fighting for any, any higher in the team's championship. I think places like, the problem is, Baku was one of their strongest tracks, but that's been moved. Is that round four now? Yeah, Baku so that, is in three weeks' time, isn't it? Before, yeah. obviously, the European season starts. So, yeah. realistically, if the pace is like this, they're not going to score points there. Monza, you never know. You know, we're looking so far into the season. Yeah, but I, I can see them scoring the odd point, but I can't see them scoring too many because they haven't. I got... think they'll get into double figures, but no more than that. Yeah. Okay, um, let's just sort of circumvent it back towards the race a little bit. So yeah, should we say you won it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we cut... we've been very good at speaking about races and not speaking about the winner so far. <laughs> we got a two out of two record so far, and it was an exciting finish, wasn't it? It was. It really was. Well, it was an amazing finish. Okay. It was go... actually. It was actually quite interesting how, but I didn't actually overtake Seb. Got yeah. a lot of straight line speed this year. Like, yeah. Even with the IVS and slipstream and like extended the IVS zone that we've talked about, he still couldn't get past. I think his lockup going to turn ten a couple laps to go. That's when he lost that race. No. Had he had he not locked up there, he would have been within uh, the second gap sooner. Would have been able to do a couple of dummy runs with the DRS, whereas. What actually happened is his first goal with DRS was into was into turn one on the last lap, so he yeah. had no he had no practice. Well, I see what I personally think he he made this mistake because he he went for like I didn't know what he was trying to do because he sort of went for a half-hearted move into turn one on the last lap. And there's two ways I look at it. Number one, you're either fully committed into it, do a a Max Verstappen, Daniel Ricciardo esque move, and because he's under pressure, and the way I look at it, if you're under pressure, you've just got to go for that win. If he goes for that win, then and he wins, he's, his confidence is sky high because he had a good good uh, end to last season, didn't he, with uh, winning Abu Dhabi and pole in Brazil, and obviously confidence brought down in Melbourne. But Bahrain, I, f- I still think he, the way I look at it, he should have either fully committed to that, or if he was had uh, any bra- any uh, amazing brain and he might have waited till the back straight because there's a DRS zone there and Alonso proved he could overtake down into there and I just feel like Magnuson the wrong thing. tried on Gasly but failed yeah yeah but he just sort of like I didn't understand it I thought you you either Wait behind at turn one and give it a go into turn ten, uh, turn eleven, or you just fully go for it in turn one, because Seb's tires were gone, and I think he, he if it obviously wasn't for Gasly and Ericsson, he would a million percent deserve driver of the day because thirty nine laps on those soft tires. Bear in mind we saw Bottas locking up and struggling on the mediums, and he he pitted a few laps later than Seb. He did a brilliant drive, I thought. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah. I'd uh, also so okay. There's a few talking points. I just want to briefly rattle through. Um, so the contact with uh, Hamilton and uh, Verstappen. There's oh. obviously a few bits that have come out around this. So there's first of all is <clears throat> the actual thing itself. In my opinion, it was uh, it got the move done. It was fine. But he just wanted to stick his elbow out a little bit more and go, ha, I got past you yeah. sort of thing. Just to like, A, to give himself a bit of confidence, like a bit more of a, yeah, I'm the, I'm the best kind of, you know, confidence in his inside his helmet and to try and put the other guy down. 
as it turned out, it really wasn't necessary because Hamilton just went, no. oh, okay, he's past me. I'll just wait. There's a couple later. of ways of looking at this because number one, you can sit there and you think, Max, what are you... Because I personally think it's a racing incident. I don't think... Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, the way I look at it, Lewis, it wasn't like he was in the middle of the road and Max did turn... You know, he could have gone right and he would have still got the move done and would have kept it into turn four. The other way I look at it, though, if we flash back to 2014... When I, I distinctly remember Rosberg was passing Lewis, Lewis uh, came back and he sort of turned left and Rosberg braked. And the way I look at it, I don't know if that's n- not good bravery from Rosberg or Lewis being aggressive there, but maybe Lewis should have backed out a bit. I don't know. I know he had yeah, a car. So I wouldn't put, if there's any blame, in my opinion, I put it, I do put it on Max. But I agree, yeah. I still think, I, think... That, I agree with you that it's a racing thing. It's just, but it was just a misjudgment. That's all. It wasn't necessary for him to to defend the overtake he'd just made so hard. It really, yeah. there was no need for it. Also, I'd like, I'd like to just say kudos to Vettel for sticking up for Lewis in the press conference afterwards yes. when the um uh, when the Dutch Dutch reporter, died. Yeah. It was like, oh, uh, uh, oh, you call uh, Verstappen a dickhead in, in the podium room? Uh, can you comment on that? And then Vettel was like, no. No, <laughs> he was right, wasn't he? It's, it's, Just you, absolutely shutting down. Beautiful. <laughs> Just going back onto that Verstappen Hamilton situation on that overtake. I was watching the young board from um Verstappen's point of view and worried about running into Fernando Alonso because um Fernando was coming in quite tight anyway and he had quite slow apex speed, whereas Max was obviously later on the brakes. And as he's turned in, he's actually understeered a little bit as well to try and avoid Fernando because I think he would have actually really run into the back of him. So I think it was also defending from Lewis on the outside, like a little bit robust, but also maybe the fact that Fernando on the apex as well. Yeah, anyway. possibly, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's so many decisions he's got to make within like a hundredth of a second. So, Oh, if this happens, then I'll crash. If this happens, then I'm going to crash. You know, it it didn't work out, but and as it resulted, it ended his race, unfortunately. But and then obviously a double mm. DNF with the Red Bull guys is oh, they had a stinker. They had uh, they always people were saying that they had the best race pace, and you 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 look at it, and if Seb obviously Kimi had his problems, Lewis. I think would have been there for the taking for at least both of them because Max passed him on track on lap two. And you look at it, Lewis was nine seconds off the lead and Max, if he properly went for it and had the pace, who knows, he could have won it, let yeah. alone Daniel, you know, who was in front by a lot. Yeah, um, But I feel, obviously, we're talking about um, confidence and that in Bottas. Look at Verstappen. He spun in Australia, crashed in qualifying, hit Lewis, and retired because of damage, because of what he did, in my opinion. Yep. Um, he needs a big China. I know, obviously, he came back from 17th on the grid to get third in uh, China last year, but he needs a massive race, because yeah. otherwise we're looking at... You look at uh, Kvyat a couple of years ago, you know, and I'm, I, I'm not saying anything, but just keep an eye on Pierre Gasly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously there was there was that quite early on. Um, well, I suppose we've we've got to talk about pit stops. Yeah. And, uh, oh, just just hang fire first. Actually, so... can I just say a good thing about pit stops? Mm. Uh, ben Edwards um, and commentary on Channel Four. I'm I'm not sure if this was a bit hypocritical or not. However, after Kevin Magnussen's pit stop, uh, Ben Edwards actually said, "Yes, a Haas pit stop that worked. Yeah, it sounded yeah. so motivational, but it sounded." Well, I, don't, I think I don't know. If, I don't time. know if everyone was, but I saw that and I I just had my finger in it. I just looked at the whole pit crew and they looked absolutely nervous. Yeah. But um, obviously the pit stop attention turns to the rear well, tire man. Yeah, Francesco, just, I think his name hang was. On, hang on, hang on. Yeah, let's just, Francesco. Let's yeah. just let's just talk about what le- led up to that first, because um, obviously there was Vettel was driving around on these on the softs at that 
point. Yeah, so was Kimmy. And they were worried about what Bottas and Hamilton were going to do. So um, they decided to split it, didn't they? Yeah, so they, I think they made that decision and maybe a little bit late. And yeah. obviously they're always going to sacrifice Kimmy. But, yeah, yeah. So even if it was just to bring him here, bring him in so they could find out what the pace difference was going to be like, fine. So it was almost like an un... It would have been possibly better for them to just have hung on. But obviously we'll never oh, well, know. Well, sometimes I sit there and they said to Vettel after that pit stop incident, we're going to stay out. So maybe they didn't want another pit stop incident because they were saying that obviously has to get their pit stop equipment from Ferrari and obviously I'm not being funny it was another rear tire thing because obviously the problem we had they had was the rear tire wouldn't come off yeah um, because it, cause it was still on wasn't it it was just that the, they had a one soft on yeah that's right and, yeah um, so, I mean I think the whole thing stemmed from something that was possibly unnecessary I, I, I don't know anyway so then to break pardon the pun to break down the incident is um, obviously they're struggling to get this wheel off. Struggling, struggling. If you watch and the, the, green the, light. the... Yeah, obviously all the light, they have a green light for each corner and then the green light for the driver. Kimmy did absolutely nothing wrong. He floored it as soon as it's in the green light. That's the way I sat there is that maybe you should have kept going. Because unless that tyre wasn't on properly, I know it's yeah. a soft tyre, but... Yeah, I don't... I, don't... I mean, he could have... if. If, for example, let's say the guy never didn't get injured, right? Yeah, that's the whole problem of it, wasn't it? Yeah, let's say they um, just messed up and he ended up with three of one tyre and one used one on. What they probably would have done is, seen how he went for a lap or so, if he can maintain reasonable pace, bring him back in and quickly change that one or change it the very next lap. Well, the problem was what happened to Bottas, didn't it? A couple of years ago in, yeah. in Williams at Belgium, didn't it? He, yeah. he only got a five-second, ten-second time penalty. That yeah. so it's not the biggest, but obviously, yeah, the whole, they would have got no points still. Probably, about... I would have thought. Well, they had a 50, uh, Hamilton had a 50 second gap to Gasly, so even if he would have at least probably caught him and got P4, but obviously, everyone's thoughts with the, yeah. the mechanic, yeah. Um, I mean, that was I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it was horrific, yeah, <laughs> it was bad, and it was good to see obviously the team forget the car, forget. All the millions of pounds that are in this team, yeah, yeah. let's like help our guy out, like first, yeah. first and foremost, yeah. help him out, because um, you you wouldn't blame them for saying, okay, get him out of the way and let's get the car serviced. You wouldn't blame them for doing that because there's nothing they can't they can't fix his leg at the side of the track, okay. But yeah. it was it was like good camaraderie to see see from them. So yeah. Um, uh, as it turns out, I've seen some footage. He's already had a. He's had his surgery last night. Which, yeah. Let's be honest. He's going to be in one of the best, <laughs> best hospitals on say, uh, on uh, Ferrari's uh, private healthcare or something. So yeah. he's going to be doing. Or if he's on Mercedes healthcare, I'd be a bit worried. Um, yeah. <laughs> wrong team, um, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's then been up and walking today. Not obviously on the leg, but so he, you know he's fine. But. Yeah, it does. I raise a lot of questions about pit stops in the future. Well, there's always this. There was this one thing: was do they bring back a lollipop man? Because if they, you know, the lollipop man would have seen that that tire would not, would not come off. I'd be in favour of bringing the lollipop guy back. Because and... the problem yeah. is that the green light. Because they said that it might. It's, some people saying obviously it could just been the green light came on, but the problem is that you have a on the. Um, on the uh, actual, um, oh, I've had a about that. What are they called the um, on the guns. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. sorry, all the wheel guns. Um, they yeah, have a yeah. button where they, if they press it, the, the green button comes on. Yeah. Uh, then they, uh, it means a green light has come on. So maybe because he's frantically trying to get it off, he's. They're saying that maybe the guys accidentally pressed it, and obviously. Sent sent the car off. I'm, yeah, I'm not I mean, sure. I don't want to dwell on yeah. Yeah. something that may be, but I mean the other thing is if you watch the footage as well, the guy who got injured, he steps in front of the wheel, 
Yeah. Which I'm positive yeah. there's no drill that they run where they stand in front of the path of any of those wheels. At that yeah. Point of that stop. But I think there's human maybe error. he shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah, he definitely just ro- one wrong foot, isn't it? Yeah, you know, he literally one he, he was standing step. sideways and he just turned his leg, and it was in exactly the right place or wrong place for that to happen. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of elements. It can happen. It well, problem is, he, he's the guy that takes the tyre off, isn't it? Yeah. So the problem is that you've got the tyre, the, the guy that will put the tyre on can stand behind the wheel because obviously the car won't reverse backwards. Yeah, true. And then I guess you because you've got a guy in between, you need to be in front of, certainly to the left of the, uh, the rear tyre, don't you? So yeah. I guess you might be in front of the tyre, but I see what you mean. But... I don't know, maybe because he was trying to frantically get it off. He was, I don't know, I haven't seen the footage. He's trying to pull it off, so maybe he's moved to the left a bit, trying to get a bit more grip to get it off. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's an accident. Stuff happens, but it's, still, it's not nice. Um, obviously, we talked about the sort of end of the race with, the, with Bottas trying to hunt down Vettel. Um, I'm pretty sure the consensus from most people is that if it had been Hamilton that was chasing him, we probably would have seen a, at least more attempts. Uh, yeah, well, more of attempts, and actually, I could have, I would have said Bottas would have won that one anyways. Because I, I, if if it was Vettel versus Hamilton for the front, I could have, I could see a little bit of contact. I'll be honest. I'd I see either contact or Vettel would be more wary of. But Hamilton would have gone for it, wouldn't he? Yeah, so I think, I think Vettel would be more wary of the fact that Vettel, that Hamilton would go for it. So he yeah, I think Vettel would have moved to the inside. He would have been more inclined to make a mistake. Think, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen Vettel. I don't want to say like crack under pressure, but be affected by pressure where he's been chased down before. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, look at um, when Button was it Canada? I think. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, 2011, Canada, twenty eleven, greatest race ever. I mean. <laughs> You know, that's an example. We've seen it a few times with Hamilton chasing him as well, where he, he kind of get he, he's almost there, almost there, and then someone attacks him a bit, and oh, he kind of moment momentary lapse, and then, you know. Yeah. But that's what makes it exciting. So. <laughs> yeah, it was a nail biting finish. That's what you want in F one. But I I do agree. If that was Hamilton, or I'm being honest, if that was. No, I want to say ninety percent of the field, yeah, in that car. I personally think they would have won that race, or I at least so. given it a better attempt. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I mean, no, I, I can just bring home second. Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I completely agree. I mean, like Sam Sergei Srotkin in that car for the next race, he would have beat Vettel by <laughs> ages, uh, yeah. absolute yeah. ages. Sure. Yeah. But Mercedes, that's, that's I want to say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I was saying that Mercedes. I want to say that Mercedes did a very good strategy. Bearing in mind it was, I think it was crucial. It's a bit like last year because it was a, a re because we had a Mercedes lockout twenty seventeen and Vettel split them, didn't he? And that meant that he had to give Mercedes a decision to make. And Bottas jumped Kimi at the start, which certainly wasn't on Ferrari's agenda because if it was a one two. If Bottas came in, Kimi could have done, or you know what I mean, they could have done it. Yeah. But yeah. because Vettel came in first, because obviously he was worried the under undercut, because if it was about a one point nine second gap, so it would have been tight, especially if pit stop issues, something happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did. I thought for ever since Bottas uh, went onto the median tires for. M- most that stint, I thought Mercedes have won this because, for you know, Mercedes were looking faster on the soft uh, on the medium tires. But yeah. like I said before, it's because they couldn't get the rear the rear tires going or heating up, so they yeah. put it on harder compounds. Yeah. I think it was actually overheating, weren't it? That they were struggling with. I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a lot, tough so... track, especially you know, yeah. pretty good. It's a night race because God knows what would have happened in the day with them. Yeah, that'd have been on fire, literally. Okay, well, I think we've um, pretty much covered most of the Formula One. Um, It it does sort of bode well for the rest of the season, hopefully. We've got a lot more 
different elements. They've said, yeah, well, they've said that it's since Alan Prost in 83 was the last time the driver that didn't win the first two races of the season, uh, who won the first two of the races of the season, didn't win the championship. Hmm. And I still want to say that Lewis will be champion this year, so it'll be certainly interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, Lewis needs to win in China, I think, because if Vettel wins in China, we're already looking at a massive gap. We're looking at a, if he retires, he'll still in from one race and Lewis wins. The next one, it's going to be starting to get to that point where Vettel will start to accept taking good results and not going for the win. But yeah. I'm pretty confident Lewis will win because he's a... Yeah, Hamilton's won the most time. I think he's won the most times around Shanghai. So Yeah, he, he's always good around there. It's, a, it's sort of a Mercedes-type track as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, yes, but I mean, especially I think, in that third sector. Yeah, yeah that I, th- long I think I think even that. Yeah, th- think back to the dominant year of, of Sebastian Vettel of twenty eleven. Hamilton won that race he in, did, a, didn't in he? a McLaren. Yeah. So, admittedly, on the, that five laps to go, but still, still won it, and you know, yeah, um, very good race that was as well. Yeah, it was. Um, I think to, also Red Bull do quite well because. I think they put it on the front row a couple of times in the past uh, yeah. couple of years. I think, on the I think Ricardo was did. Ricardo leading yeah, last he year? Yeah, uh, 20, 2016. Oh, 2016, okay. And uh, he got a puncture. But Red Bull, you know, the, the twist of the first sector and the, and the second sector might yeah. come into their hands a bit. Um, I was actually going to say exactly that. As you say, Ali, through that first sector and middle sector, certainly the would be strong. Bahrain, I wouldn't have thought Red Bull would have done as would have done well. Obviously, they had their problems, but if they kept out of trouble, they would have had a great finish there. Certainly, would have for sure diced it with Merck and Ferrari. So, certainly, I've said it every race, and they've not <laughs> done it. But don't count out a Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah, there's obviously a lot to look forward to, so fingers crossed. We don't have to wait too long for the next race anyway, so it's good. Next next weekend. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, I think we'll finish by... We just want to round out um, a quick run-through about the BTCC. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyone want to want to run through with that very quickly? Well, Jordan, you were there, so why don't you take <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was there and, um, well, race one of the day on a fairly damp track, saw Jack Goff hold off uh, West Surrey Racing's Colin Turkington and actually pushing Jack very hard through the middle part of the race, but actually settled for a second towards the end and finishing third. And race two was, well... Mental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, race two was unbelievable, wasn't it? Absolutely loved that one. <laughs> yeah, because it was it was like the MotoGP in a way. That, you know, it kind of was. Slicks were yeah. rewarded, weren't they? And I, I sat there. And I thought it's going to be a slick, you know, because it was. I think the the thing that helped in race two was there was a safety car, which meant that gave it a couple more minutes. Because obviously in BTCC, every lap you do behind the safety car, they add on to the end yeah, of the race. Because so it was a twenty-seven Aiden... lap race, wasn't it? Aidan Moffat was the first to get to the front who was on slicks before he was punted off by Senna Proctor later yeah. on in the race. But that was still only around like lap 21, 22. Had the safety car not come out, that would have been lap 24 and that would yeah, have been, been, yeah. that that have been, been the last lap of the race because the touring cars, they put three extra laps on yeah. uh, once the safety car comes out. So, and then you look at the leaders at the time. Jack Goff was down in like P12. You had Sutton, Ingram, all the way down there, but Ingram certainly made up for it in a race three. Yeah. Actually, one-time race leader Andrew Jordan actually finished twenty-first in that race. Yeah, so really? really? Wow, I, di- I didn't know that he finished that that low down, but yeah, Andrew Jordan shot off the line, yeah. led, and then didn't hear from yeah. him since. <laughs> no, absolutely mental. Because I'm um, me yeah. and my dad were actually talking about this last night, and we actually both said that if it was us behind the wheel. We'd have actually gone on to slicks and just took that gamble, especially if we were further down the field. Because yeah, that's a problem. It's you, do you want well, yeah. to risk it if you're right at the top? Because because obviously you know. there's no actual pit stops in British touring cars, and on a short track like Brands Hatch Indy. Yeah, I remember. 
I remember, I think it was, uh, it was a couple of years ago. It wasn't in touring cars. I think it was in the Porsche Carrera Cup. But someone came in at Donington when it was uh, when it was either starting to rain heavily or starting to dry up. And they actually came in and they were in the pits for a solid two, three minutes and did a tyre change from wets to dries or dries to wets. I cannot remember which way around it was. But they uh, they were lapped. Uh, but then they came back round to win, which was insane. So, yeah. I remember, like, yeah, that was mental, yeah. Third race, the reverse good race was, um, well, after the mental race too, was, let's say, a little bit... Calmed down a bit. Yeah. But Which is unusual for a race three, because race three yeah. is usually the mental one. Yeah, it was still a good race, it's just that race two was absolutely chaotic. I was like almost rubbing my hands together. I was like, yeah, bring on race three because, like, race three is a race three has been the best race of the weekend for the touring cars. But, um, this time it actually proved different. And, um, yeah, Tom Ingram come from 11th on the grid to win the race. Nice to see Rob Austin get a podium though on the uh, in the new Alfa Romeo, wasn't it? Because he got put on pole for that, yeah, but still did a good job to take it and, um, on pole because they were fastest on media day, weren't they? The Alpha, uh, the Alpha Romeo. But that's certainly it was a bit like last year with the Vauxhall and the Tom Chilton, wasn't it? That took a uh, podium race free and it certainly built up their season a lot more. And speaking to a boss or listening to a Boston last night at the track, he was actually saying that all weekend long they were struggling with setup and the car wasn't handling right, but yeah. Him and Handy Motorsport seem to be fairly confident that be challenging for more race wins coming come out the mid part of the season. Yeah, be interesting in that. Good first three races and congratulations to a winning his first outright win. Yeah, uh, Ollie Jackson Jake and Hill was first podium, wasn't it? Yeah. Jake Hill. Jake Hill was the one on the podium, wasn't it? Yeah, Jake, uh, Jake Hill, yes. Jackson were the other two on the podium. Congratulations to them because, wow, what a storm and drive. Like, all three yeah. of them, absolutely brilliant. Well done, right? Like. Yeah, yeah ge- ge- genuinely, I thought Touring Cars is going to win. Uh, touring Cars is going to have the best race on Sunday, on that Sunday, which was jam-packed full of motor racing action. And I I thought yeah Formula Formula One will have as per usual the the dullest race. Um, they were all really really good uh, this weekend. So I I'd like to applaud everyone for um, uh, for fantastic racing over the course of this yeah. weekend. It was it, in full swing. Yeah, it was brilliant to watch. Yeah, well, I think we're pretty spoiled at the moment. There's. Um... I mean, early parts of the season are always a little bit more up and down, but this was, I think this year so far particularly, particularly has been good, really good. Yeah. I'll give that, yeah. On to the next one. Yeah. Yep, on to the next one. Be interesting to see who's on pole and who wins the three races there. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, I think we've fairly rounded up as much as we can we have run a little bit longer this time um, so there's been too much action for us to cover (laughs) yeah run a little bit longer so you're welcome basically Um, (laughs) we 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 do apologize (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay well yeah let's let's uh, wrap it up there and i think we'll um reconvene after I guess after the next F one yeah after Shanghai ne- yeah next weekend we've got Formula E we- next weekend we've got IndyCar next weekend and we've got um uh, Formula One as well I think that I think that's it in terms of the action next World Rally Cross as well the first okay Rally Cross as well Championship yeah so that should be good okay right well, so yeah. no one leave the house basically I I kind I kind of have I kind of have to leave the house because I'm, I'm I'm heading to Rome for the Formula E. So. Oh, okay, of course, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I kind of have to leave the house a bit. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, well, uh, yeah, just wrap it up there. So um, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see you next time and hopefully with some more 
more stories to talk about. Um, hopefully something as interesting as this weekend would be good. Um, yeah, just once again, thanks guys for joining me, Jack, Jordan Cheers. and Ollie. Cheers for that. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Cheers. Take care guys.